0: Uh, it's, it's such a it's such a setup but there it is it delivers
1: yeah well those are, uh, those are good
0: Dennis, my my friend uh hey. how are you how may you be doing this may
1: uh may uh maybe well maybe uh maybe not no good busy nice you know lots of uh to talk about yeah i um, i'm trying to remember this uh type of music that I want to talk to you about. If you've ever heard of it, it's called shoegaze
0: because it's so, because it's so exciting that you end up just staring at your shoes. No,
1: And the the, it's, it's a very, uh, loud, uh, guitar, uh, riffs that are circulated through all sorts of electronics to create a, a wall of sound, which some find exceedingly loud. But the reason, I learned. Did you, but have you ever heard of it? There's a festival no. here. No, every no. year called the, the Shoegaze and... Uh, what do they call it? Shoegaze and Something Something Festival. <laughs> and I, I said, what the hell? It's And it's here and it's at Bell's Brewery. And uh, then they... When I finally looked it up, they had five tracks of music, which... Uh, five uh, uh, songs, which I'd listened to the first part of, you know, three or four of them. And they claim not to be the exceedingly loud, screeching, right. electronic. But instead, we're more alt, what I call, you know, like a cross between a garage band, hillbilly country, and rock. I mean, it's just guys playing out in their garage <clears throat> or out in their yard or whatever.
0: Would you like to hear the uh, the the Wikipedia uh, description?
1: Sure, I'd love to.
0: Uh, gaze Originally called shoegazing and sometimes conflated with dream pop, is a subgenre of indie and alternative rock characterized by its ethereal mixture of obscured vocals, guitar distortion and effects, feedback, yes. and overwhelming volume. It emerged in Ireland and and the United Kingdom during the late 1980s among neo psychedelic groups who usually stood motionless during live performances in a detached, non confrontational state. The the name comes from the heavy use of effects pedals. Yes, as the performers yes. are often looking down at the pedals during the concerts.
1: During their shoes, shoe gazing, which is such a kind of very interesting but not particularly exciting reason why it's shoe is 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 used. Um, so I, I I'm I'm on this uh, I'm on, I'm hell bent to turn Kalamazoo into Music City USA, which I'm sure is. Taken by at least five cities, Um, you can do it. But to um, highlight these festivals that we have downtown here, in this beautiful park that they built around water and green space and bridges and a very very large covered stage with room for a secondary stage next to it, so you can have alternating bands set up. You know, while one's playing, the other one's setting up nonstop music, and then a huge covered area where it's big enough to to put park a beer truck with six taps on the side and set up tables and serve, you know, hundreds of not thousands of beers. But then that at that site is where we used to have music festivals, but then the city priced it out, so to speak, where, right. you know, they said, well, now you got to pay for the fence and you got to pay for this and you got to pay for the toilets and you got to bring them in and took more of a hands off. We'll charge you for it kind of thing, which drove everyone away. The food trucks, which prepare all the food for all the festivals couldn't afford the license fee that it took they wouldn't they wouldn't make any money you know particularly if traffic was if traffic in, in and out was high or low and blah 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 and plus if the city charged too much people come in for 25 bucks and say well fuck we'll eat a little or you come in for 10 bucks and say hey that's not much let's eat you know right so but the the, I, the idea is to have different genres of music and we've got one blues coming up, we've got a Latinx coming up, which, uh, which I've always called Latinx, but I, I, it more sounds like Kleenex, so I'm not sure about I've that.
0: I've never been sure how to say that word either because it only has appeared to my eyes written and never yeah. uh, spoken.
1: I think it's Latinx, oh. but anyway. Um, and so I've had the, the great uh, opportunity to meet uh, a uh, Latino DJ who I've hired uh, to come down, the group I'm working for is hired to come down and uh, do a, a Latinx night with all these food trucks parked back in that area I described to you right. so that the food was everywhere, free to get in, and two bands. And the DJ starts out for an hour and a half, and then there's a little break, and then a group that I've located that, with his help, he, and we hired them, called Grupo Fiero. Is a, a cutting, what he, what he describes as a cutting edge uh, Latinx band that's got, I think it's got five members. I'm trying to pin all that down. But um, so that's going to be fun and different, you know?
0: Yeah, cool.
1: I'm to get up there and play my Congos,
0: man. Whoa. Whip out your Congos on stage. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Shock those walls with my balls. Okay, cool. Where are we? In Australia? What the fuck? Bastas. It's what I want. What I want to be.
1: <laughs> nice. What's that joke you told about uh, the guy in the in the hospital bed? It wakes uh, up. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. I, I got it. I I just saw a replica of it today, where it was someone in boot camp, where they uh, the nurse, the Australian nurse says, "Did you come here to die?" And the guy says, "No, I came here yesterday," or something like that. Yeah. That's the, that's the joke. Yeah, something like that. But yeah. Uh, it was but funny. the the version I saw today was was an Australian was in some sort of like um Peace Corps boot camp and the sergeant was American and the sergeant said, Did you come here to die? And the and the Australian said, No, mate, I came here yesterday. Right. Or whatever. Right. So that was anyway, the,
1: that's the that joke. was the one you told okay. uh, me some there, time ago. There it is. Uh, anyway, so it was oh, putting that stuff together and then a blues a blues uh, thing where um you know my buddy johnny bergen who's come out of louisiana virginia played chicago he plays over in europe a lot he gets on a tour play in fact he might be able to, i don't know that he's ever been in spain he had to place a book of one a one man uh blues guitarist and a mic for 250 american dollars
0: that Not seems much. possible yeah
1: Uh, But anyway, he just did, he said he did several shows in Denmark and while he was there, he puts together these reviews where he brings in talent from, you know, the region and he'll open up with a couple blues tunes and then he'll introduce this piano player who's a, who, you know, plays the shit out of it, who sings and plays and leads, you know, maybe three tunes and then that guy may leave or stay. And then at one show I saw, I brought out a, a Monica player that was just so good, so good songwriter, song singer. And he just, he, I didn't, I thought the piano player was so good. You know, I'm thinking, wow, I don't get better than this. Yes, it does. <laughs> it did with him. And uh <coughs> so he did that over in uh Sweden. I think it said it was, or Denmark and uh <laughs> said that he met this Nepalese from Nepal, uh-huh. Nepalese, is that what that's, it's called. Guitarist kid yeah. who like, bought a sears and roebuck electric guitar and electric amp had been playing in his hut and right. uh he brought him up and i think he said that he asked him to tour with him and he's bringing him back to the united states damn i mean that's the kind of guy he is you know i mean right, I, right, right. I think that's a great story to tell you his character you know he's gracious and celebrates music and celebrates people he's very very nice guy very good guy but anyway nice guy. he's the, he's the headliner for the downtown blues thing i got him booked
0: as long as we don't mention his No Borders Blues podcast that potentially competes with ours, uh, I think we'll be we okay.
1: Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Huh?
0: yeah he's got Yeah. He's got a podcast with one episode because ah, he's a doofus. And that. we're on episode 183. Ah, Johnny, Johnny. Stick that in your Bergen and Johnny.
1: Bergen. Do you ever hear the, the movies? I've asked you this before where it was uh, uh, one of the famous British actors uh, which one I'll remember in a second, but he kept confusing his pronunciation of the word bourbon by saying Bergen, uh-huh. and it was uh, it was part of a storyline that I'm not sure it was all that interesting, frankly. But when I think of Johnny Bergen, I always think of that Johnny Bourbon, no Bergen. Okay.
0: We will put that in. You don't want to go anywhere.
1: We will put that in. You don't want to go anywhere with
0: that? Bergen, Norway is where my great great grandfather was from. Oh. So. Well, there you go. How
1: do
0: you spell it? B E R G E N. Ah, this is. He's. Bergen. B
1: U R G I N.
0: Yes, I know. I was looking at his podcast. Um, Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I have some. stories to tell. I've lost a lot of blood since we spoke last. So there's that.
1: Because you gave it away or you were hurt?
0: Uh, gave it away. Yeah. I, uh, for the, f- so let's see. First, let's do it in chronological order. Uh, I was... I, somebody called me on the phone and normally I'm like super suspicious of people calling me on the phone asking me for details and, and shit, but this guy seemed legit. And, um, he said, would you like to participate in a cohort study that we're doing for people aged 40 to 80 or 70 or 80 or something? Uh, in, in, in this local region of Spain, uh, what we would do is we would have you come in and we would, uh, Take, take some blood and uh, and some measurements, and have you fill out a survey about, uh, about what your day to day life is like. How how much do you walk? How much do you sit? And this stuff. And which you would do. You will do
1: more walking now, just because you're recording it.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah potentially. Yeah, of course, you will. Yeah the the idea is um, it, like I like the idea first of all of. Having, I like cohort studies of let's get a general view of the populace here and yeah. and see how people are doing. Uh, but also, I have never really had anyone inspect my blood and see how I'm doing. Like, I don't really know what my cholesterol is like or anything like that. Because you don't, I don't, because I I I haven't don't you been get annual checkups. Not annual, no. Really? So yeah. Why? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I suppose I could, but I haven't. No, I mean, uh, but you're
1: how old are you? Forty something? Forty four. Forty four. Well, shit, man, you ain't no spring chicken every year.
0: How I else know, you right? even
1: know if you get a you get a suspicious thing, man.
0: I know, right? So this is this this is what uh, first of all that's what appealed to me about this. Okay. Uh, okay. And and also they were they were like you know we'll do this you just have to come into the, ho- the the local hospital which is like in the in the capital city of my region which is a thirty minute drive away. So that was a little awkward, um, but I managed to on the day that I had my appointment, which was last friday, i um my wife also had a doctor's appointment in the morning early, also in a a blood thing that she was having some analysis done uh, and so uh, so she went to that and then I drove her to her work thirty minutes away, and then I drove thirty minutes back to the to the hospital. Where I showed up there and was in, and and um, and they were like fill out these forms and boy, those forms make one feel so good about like these are all the diseases I don't have, <laughs> no cancer, no diabetes, no this, no that, no this, yeah, hey, no hey, hey. Crohn's disease, no none of this. Uh, and and then they they were like okay, uh, take this and go over there and and they they took some blood. Uh, and it was more blood than they normally take for just a regular how analysis. Many, how many it, tubes? There were like six little vials that they took. This big? Yeah. Or that big? Uh, they were they were they were they were big, big long tubes, and um, that's uh, a and lot of blood. I, I was impressed uh, by how color was it? how easy that is. It was green most of it, um, <laughs> but I, I'm impressed with how well. Oiled the machinery is to do that these days. Like they just stick a thing in there and then they pop in the thing and twist it and twist it and then they pull it out and, and it's just so efficient. Uh, so I did that and then they said, Hey, uh, we'd like you to wear a bracelet that tracks your your activity, uh, especially your sleep activity over the next uh, 21 days. And I was like, Sure, fine, whatever. And I at that point, like I hadn't seen what the bracelet was. I just knew that they had some sort of proprietary yeah, bracelet. Yeah. And I had heard them tell other people while I was there waiting that you have to wear this bracelet and like, you can't take it off in the shower or in the bath or in the uh-huh. pool. And it's especially important that you wear it while you're sleeping. And I didn't understand exactly what kind of bracelet it was. Uh, and so I, I asked, well, I'm going to do some international travel soon. Is there uh-huh. a way for me to take it off to like go through security and stuff? And she was like, you're like the 500th person we've done, and no one's ever asked me that question. Let me go check with the authorities. Good for you. And, well, except not really, because it turns out it's just one of these stupid uh, bracelets that my that my kids have, and they call a smartwatch. Yeah,
1: um, I've got one too. It's charging right now. And got your steps, and
0: yeah, whatever exactly. you Program it, and so it's it's That's easy it. to take off and put back on. And and they were like, well, you have to take it off when you charge it. And I was like, well. Okay, I didn't realize that it was a thing that I could take off. I didn't know if it was yeah. uh, a thing that, that I had to come and travel? have them cut, cut it off later or whatever. They uh, said
1: you, you'd have to take it off. That you couldn't take it off for the travel?
0: No, they they said if you if they if their security makes you take it off like for sixty seconds, that's fine.
1: It anyway, won't be sixty
0: yeah, seconds. It was a dumb question. Uh, in retrospect, but anyway, so now I'm wearing this. I'm wearing two. I'm wearing my my watch. That's it. Show activity. Me and uh, my oh, watch is that's, that's the new one yeah
1: it's just like what I have
0: yeah exactly it's, the, exact it's, it's the super cheapy uh, it's it's a me fit or whatever uh, yeah it's a knockoff yeah so that and then some and then uh, in early June someone has to someone me or someone else has to take it and drop it off there for them to read all the data uh, I don't know they said it's, it's optional and if I like I'm trying to do it but um, if I lose it or fail for some reason then whatever uh
1: so are they paying
0: you no 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 payment it's just uh, for the good of the of the community man
1: so that was yeah that was a lot of stuff
0: that was friday and then on sunday night i'm uh sitting around watching tv and i get a message from this group that i have followed on facebook that is like um Blood donors of my town, or something, and like for some reason I, I clicked follow a long time ago, and they 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 sent me a a, a direct message saying, "Hey, we're uh, you know we're we're accepting blood donations on Monday. Uh, would you would you like to sign up?" And I, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I think so." And they were like, "Well, here's the link. Go click on this, and if you could blog about it on this blog that we've been reading of yours for ten years about our
1: really? town, about uh, their town."
0: yeah i mean i used to have a I used to have a personal blog where i uh where I talked about uh life in this in this little town, and whoever runs that account uh, is aware of me from that um, and I was like fine god damn it i like first of all i just I just experienced a bunch of blood extraction and it wasn't that bad uh and and i've been I've been meaning to like i want to be a blood donor because it's, it's like if you're healthy it's just a good thing to do yeah. for humanity right save lives And so I was like, sure. And I went and I went to the website and I signed up and I chose a a time on, on Monday morning. And, and I I, I said, yes, I, you know, confirm. And so then on Monday morning, I was like, Oh, I I gotta go. It's like a, it's like a par five walk from my house to where they're doing this thing. And it's a, it's a, it's a portable thing. Like they go around to different towns in my, in my region and they set up these, uh, they set up these little mm, places. Anyway, this was sort of an abandoned school that they had commandeered. And so I, I went in there and they were like, no, you're not on, you're not on the list. And I was like, Oh fuck. I thought I scheduled this, but they were, they were not ready to turn anyone away. They were like, okay, fill out all this shit and we'll, and we'll get you hooked up. And so I did, it took, took a while. Um, unlike when you are giving, unlike when you are giving blood for a test where they make you come in having fasted for so many hours, when you're giving blood, this was new to me because it's my my first time, uh, when you're giving blood, they want to make sure that you have eaten and have a bunch of sugar and, and energy in your blood, uh, so you don't pass out. Uh, and I was, and they were like, have you had, have you had both solid and liquid breakfast? And I was like. I've had some water but not not a lot of uh not a lot of solid and they were like well choose from our selection of of pre-packaged sandwiches here and go eat that sandwich and come back in 15 minutes and so i was like okay fine it was a crappy sandwich but whatever uh so i did that and i filled out all the new first time donor crap and anyway i i went in and they were very of course they're super nice because they do this all the time and uh and it was it was interesting they you know, they shoved the thing in my arm, and and I had to sit there f- for like eight minutes. And at some point, I started getting bored, and I was just like looking around and and stuff. And the and then and the nurse came over to me and was like, um, "Hey, Eric, are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." She said, "Don't close your eyes. You you just scared me. I thought your eyes were closed. We need your eyes open for this because they don't want anyone passing out, right?" Right. Uh, which was an interesting. Uh, twist right. to me to, to this, like so. You had to keep your eyes wide open. I had to keep my eyes wide open. Uh, Did you feel like Tom Cruise.
1: Yes. Were you looking around for Nicole Kidman? Where is she?
0: That's Eyes Wide Shut. What's that? The movie you're referring to is Eyes Wide Shut. Oh. Which is a stupid trick of the words, but anyway. Uh, so anyway, they then stupid. then
1: they they that Stanley they,
0: Kubrick was so stupid. Yeah, stupid <laughs> Stanley. I think they called him.
1: Oh, wait. Hey, I gotta, I gotta interject here. we we'll just touch on a movie. I saw last night, the Fablements by Steven Spielberg. And I was quite, I, I had heard about it. I knew it was, it included his early life, <clears throat> but I assumed so wrongly that it went into his adult life. It did not And it ended when he was a teenager, it was all about him more or less be, becoming and then being a teenager. <laughs> and, uh, it was fucking great. It was great. Williams, uh, I laughed Judge and Hurt. laughed. It was so Seth Rogen.
0: What's that? Please tell me Seth Rogen plays Steven Spielberg.
1: No, Seth Rogen plays Benny, who is the uh, uh, the best friend of uh, of Bert. Yes, Bert, played by the in, the incomparable. Uh, uh, Dano, uh, oh, what's his first name? Uh, Paul Dano. Oh, my god. And his wife, Mich- played by Michelle Williams. Yep. And, um, and Rogan plays Benny, her best, uh, his best friend and a friend of the family who the kids call Uncle Benny to Jewish as one would family. Yes. And, uh, the, the old lady, the old, lady who's Jewish is always quick to point out that Benny's not a member of the family. (laughs) You call him uncle Benny. He's not really a relative. There's no blood, (laughs) but it's, it's funny and touching and very, very well done. The lighting in it, the lighting in it is so exceptional that it's worth mentioning. Um, It's just Spielberg. It's artistic. It's art. And of course, that's a key theme, you know, and there's a great, great scene. Um, uh, well, no, I'm not going to do any spoilers for you, but we'll talk about it when you see Cause it's worth, it's, it's worth you watching.
0: So, just quickly to go back to the blood thing, have you ever donated blood? Oh
1: yeah. Several times, many times.
0: The, they, it was weird to me. This was my first time. Like it makes sense what they did, but they, they pulled the thing out of my arm and they were like, hold this here. And then they ignored me for like seven minutes yeah. and then they came over and they were like, "All right, let's tilt you up a little bit because I, I was in this, uh, this sort of aluminum like they quickly put together and could take apart, uh, sort of dentist chair sort of thing because it's yeah. a port- it's a portable thing, and they 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 brought me up a little bit and they left me there for a little bit and then they were like, okay, now uh, you know, they slowly brought me back uh, to to that's standing. more than
1: what I'm used to
0: and they and they were like, you have to have some juice right now. What what yeah, uh, right. what kind of juice do you want? And I was like, uh, I don't want more juice. Yes, uh, me too. So,
1: <laughs> We're so alike in so many ways.
0: So anyway, and and then and are you stand
1: up. Are you steady on your feet? And-
0: yeah, and then they they made me they made me sit down in the lobby waiting room sort of area, and they said, here, have a can of diet Coke. Uh, drink this whole can, and then you can leave. And so I sat there, and and then just to make sure that you don't. What if like, you'd
1: said, I can't. I'm diabetic. They'd give you some more juice.
0: It was diet. No. Well, I don't know. I, yeah, they gave me an option. They were like, "Do you want water, or this, or oh, whatever?" Like, we just need you to. St- I think the, the 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 give the forcing of the liquid was both to hydrate and also to force you to be there for another uh, five yeah, minutes in case you pass you out. You passed
1: out after you left.
0: Right. So, anyway, then then I walked back home. The par five much slower than I had walked there the first time because I was all lightheaded and stuff. But uh, you were, overall. You, they took a lot of blood. I, I feel like. I don't know did. exactly how much but it felt Six like about those, a, about a liter. The most I
1: that's what I would have guessed. The most I've ever given is 3, maybe 4. 4 what? Uh those tubes.
0: No, no, no. This was a bag. They felt oh. a fucking bag. Like I, I feel like I feel like it was uh several quarts. Ugh,
1: well, <laughs> then you wouldn't have any blood left. Um you only got 5 quarts of blood in you. If my my memory's correct
0: okay well one one court then, but anyway i was I was light on light on the head
1: light on the in, you were a little light on your feet, were you
0: well, light in the head, yes and uh but anyway, that was a cool experience, and I'm glad I did and they said in a in a couple months I'm gonna receive a card that says you are an official blood donor, and to be honest, I don't even know what my blood type is, like no one's oh. ever done that analysis for me I, I suspect that my previous cohort thing is going to give me back results faster yeah, yeah, than yeah. this I, is uh,
1: I, I've always known and then I always second guess myself but I believe I am B uh, and every time I second guess myself I find out no actually you were right so I think just I should feel confident
0: I think your blood um, type is C Dennis what's that I think your blood type is C why you're not good enough for B you're A <laughs>
1: that's nice <laughs> what are you picking on me for, man?
0: <laughs> so, anyway, there was that. I've, I've got other uh, family stories, but uh, you're welcome to well uh, talk about something.
1: I uh, I'm uh, just stunned with the turn of events and succession.
0: Yes, um, and America decides. Although, does really America decide?
1: I have, and besides being just a roller coaster of a, of amazing. Camera work, dialogue, just amazing. Um, I have this huge thorny question that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to raise at the outset, although I will if you're interested in it. Um, Thorn me. Well, so this theory that 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 Roman has is that Mencken is the guy for them because he's going to sour the Mattson deal um, and his promise to do so, put that in quotes. Uh, and that's why... They should deliberately uh, fuck up the outcome of the election and predict it wrong. They know full well that they can't elect a president; that it goes through un- all sorts of uh, of court stuff, and eventually, Mattson won't be president. So they're doing; they're risking all this, uh, you know, assuming, of course, that the the the, the institutions hold. He if, if they have destroyed as they did one hundred thousand ballots in wisconsin they'd have to give those people the chance to vote again and that would delay it but they can you can pull that off in in, in weeks or a month and it isn't going to stop inauguration day but here's the thing is that they went to all this great trouble to 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 do it and they don't that doesn't mean anything about uh, uh the deal with with Matson. and those, well
0: except that i think the deal is going to happen before all of that court shit happens
1: Oh, so that it's as the president elect, or, or the president the, supposedly elect, or the yeah. president competitively? Who knows yeah. who the fuck is it elect?
0: That's 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 my. Oh, reading.
1: that's a great point. That you know what? Good for you. You score one. Sweet. That's very good. And you're usually so dull-witted about these things. I've yes. Gotta, I'm quite quite pleased, quite proud of you. I think having a little less blood in your body has helped your brain. Indeed. Maybe slog out some of the. Fucking uh, crystal math or whatever it was it, right. you used to work twelve hour days. I don't know what you do, but
0: the uh, the apparently the creators of the show actually uh, first of all they consulted with um Schultz. with with ex with election Eric experts Schultz, yeah, from and, the
1: Obama campaign
0: and other people from the from the Bush campaign, and they also specifically talked to the election officials in uh, Milwaukee. And they were like, what would happen if, yeah, this, right. if this happened? And That's, they walked through all of the – and, man, it's – uh, Mankin's people are the
1: ones who set the fucking truck on fire. That's already are, been alleged the, the, cons- the, consistently. The,
0: the interview I heard with, with some of the people that gave these ideas, uh, the interviewer asked – aren't you worried that you're like giving ideas f- to people because already our democracy is in fucking shambles and wouldn't a, uh, just because we could theorize a problematic scenario where a bunch of ballots burned, uh, does that mean we should like tell everyone that that's a thing that could fuck everything up? Uh, it's, it's super scary because they're getting so close to reality and the, and the nature of, Calling an election and uh, declaring victory, like two thousand in in, in two thousand, where Gore called and conceded to Bush, I think that chain uh, that just that one call might have changed history because that made it so that everyone expected one outcome, and their expectations might have like created that outcome. I don't know. Uh it's a super thorny scenario and it's kinda creepy scary how close they're getting to to what reality feels like. And also Through the improvements in AI. Also just how uh off the cuff whim oh, yeah. cocaine uh like decisions are being made in these places where it's like what's best for us uh, like i I feel like it the the creator is uh i have forgotten at the moment uh jesse's something uh is as super like cynical about these things and wants to point out these uh, the, what's right. happening, but I think he's also not entirely wrong
1: well the the interesting uh this is so jolting because while logan's death. Uh, as uh, consuming as it is, um, changed the environment completely. It didn't give us any clue as to who would be triumphant among the three children. This last episode lets us know that Shiv is out, Greg is in, Tom is out, Kendall and Roman are running the ship.
0: At the moment, I think... Tomorrow's the
1: funeral, bro. And then there's one more episode. It's the next day. Yeah, Right? According to your theory. And and you're right about that, by the way.
0: Yeah. I think shit's going down at the funeral. Uh, One one of the podcasters I I heard talking about this show was like, I want whatever hangover cure these people are using. (laughs) (laughs) Greg
1: Greg had the funniest... (laughs) lines and delivery he, Greg was so good in this one about yes. what Matson? he said oh man don't don't expect a lot of me I I, I was I was with with Mattson he, he made me dance with an old man who I didn't want to dance with and the old man was very confused and we we drank drinks yes. out of stuff that you usually don't drink
0: <laughs> yes
1: And Tom went halfway fucking crazy. I thought it was, I thought it was, I saw an interview with, with Greg, the actor, and um, he said that the wasabi in the eye scene.
0: That that was the funniest fucking moment.
1: Is probably the best. He said, that is by far the best thing scene I have ever done. Yes. And he said, I think the best scene in all of succession.
0: I, 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 boy, I. So funny. It's so Greg, good, Greg Greg fact that, it. Yeah, it's he just a hint it. of lemon. He
1: says, "It's just, it's not lemony. It's just a scent of lemon,"
0: <laughs> which anyone who's ever who's ever had a sip of Lacroix understands.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Oh, <laughs> that, that scene done. was that scene was so 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 good. I uh, I definitely uh, applauded that one.
1: It, so they so, never put him on the air. That's why, you know, they just went. They just fed the news to the. They 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 said, "Shit, he can't do it." So they sent Greg to the fucking room and, and told everybody that that's what they were doing. So there was no announcement, even by the guy who was calling it. He he was, he came and he, he said, I've been told. And, uh, boy, it's now Greg to Tom and this dude with the fucking wasabi in his eye. What do you think? tell the truth about it.
0: I, I love the, the, the moment there in the hallway with Greg and, uh, whoever she was, where, where he's like,
1: you know, oh, uh, yeah, uh, Justine, I think her name is. I,
0: and he was like, if I don't go through with this order, it, it feels very like they they made the analogy of like uh, launching a nuke. Uh, it's like, if I don't go down there, it's probably still going to happen, right? But just not through me. And I love that sort of analysis of like, it doesn't have to be me that breaks democracy.
1: <laughs> right? right. It's either me or somebody else that's going to happen either way. Well, he is... Is as fun as he is, and he's not at all innocent. I mean, he's he he's working double time to be an absolute turncoat, lying sack of shit. I mean, the opening one of the opening scenes where we met him, he worked at an amusement park, and he gets fired for smoking dope, and he lies to his mother and says that somebody was in the car with him, and he must have got secondhand smoke, and it was enough to test. And he's a fucking liar from beginning to end. And 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 just a clumsy, bumbling. But at the end of the day, it's all about money. He comes up here. Yeah, he turns fucking uh, witness against Shiv. Totally against Shiv.
0: That and- scene. That scene where uh, it's just Shiv, Sarah Snook, uh, obs- like observing the discussion happening on the other side of the glass. Yes. Wow, that's some fucking acting right there. She knows
1: she's busted. And And he comes in and Kendall just after her hugging him and patting his back and you're a good guy and you're a good guy. He's absolutely furious. And here he is in the closing scene. Once again, we have a closing scene once again, which is a look on someone's face that is worth a thousand words. And his apparent, to me, remorse or considering remorse or on the edge of remorse, but still saying, what the fuck have we done? Tugs at this thing about him, which he is so torn between being, he wants to be a good guy, but he's not.
0: Right. Power he never, versus he good never goodness. Calls his daughter. Yeah. He
1: has his daughter. His show of affection is to have a fucking big fucking van follow his fucking kids around <laughs> to fucking keep you know keep sight of him whatever never called her apparently uh, but roman is he's fucking crazy he's a he's an anarchist he's a narcissist narcissistic anarchist
0: false flag anytime someone says something he doesn't like he says that's a false flag
1: oh yeah false flag false flag he just keeps doing it. remember the episode where where it, they they said you know dad it was your, it was just it was uh it was his birthday, or it was a, uh, what's Connor's wedding, and they were out. And he said, "Well, Dad, you, you what are you here for? Why are you saying you want to reconcile me? What do you want to reconcile? What are you sorry for exactly? Uh, you know, fucking beating um, uh, uh, Roman, and and they shoot to Roman, and Roman shrugs his shoulders. He's just, as usual, half laying, half sitting on a on a couch, and shrugs his shoulders. He <laughs> says, "Oh shit, everybody beat me. I was just so fucking annoying."
0: <laughs> yeah he's not any exactly. different now indeed indeed uh, the uh, kendall's kendall was very uh pensive in this episode because he's torn between torn. wanting to do uh i don't even i don't even know if he understands that the right thing is the thing that will help his his family but he's torn between doing uh, siding with Jimenez that's going to be better for his family or uh menken that uh
1: well, that. more than anything, he's, he's, he's like a sponge. It's one of the reasons that his father didn't like him is because he had no backbone.
0: He just and says the, he agrees with the last person that talked to him.
1: Yes. Well, and in, 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 in many cases, it's fucking Roman, you know, or his dad <laughs> would call him Romulus. And, uh, uh, you know, and so here we go. And, uh, now that you've answered that question, it all comes together beautifully. Um, Beautifully, I, I have no idea why I, I didn't think that I should have known that Matson kept saying, "This thing is on fast style, We got to get it done before anybody finds my numbers." He reversed. He said, "What did he call?" Uh, Greg was a uh,
0: normalist. Yeah, something like that. Yes. <laughs> what a, what a bizarre idea to have uh, to have him and Greg have a night out, and yeah. and bond in a way that. Uh, yeah it's just That'd
1: be some footage worth looking at
0: indeed. It, so yeah we've got two more episodes and it's getting exciting with the I the scene where uh, where Shiv pulls Tom aside was perfectly done because
1: when she told him she was pregnant
0: yeah where she dropped that bomb and he perfectly in my opinion, was like, what sort of a play is this? Because right. every fucking thing is a play in that family. Yeah. And it's like... I, is this a new trick? Right. Is this a play? And because they can't be sincere about anything because they're so fucking so when
1: they Yeah, there's no... So when
0: they try and have a sincere moment where it's like, look, well, I need you.
1: Her, she threw the baby at him as if to say, let me tell you how fucked up you are. Because not only have you lost me, but you've lost what you wanted most out of our marriage as a child. So fuck you. I'm going to have a baby, and you don't get to be part of that. Way to go.
0: She's yeah, using
1: that as a as a cudgel. cudgel,
0: a cudgel. But, but remember, we talked about how she had that weapon in her belt last week when they were having the super, she tried super to
1: fight. Him in, she she seduced him and was, was had her sights on. Him being the
0: father. No, but but, but remember, like last week when they had the super big fight, uh, she could have oh. pulled out that weapon and stabbed him with it. She was too hurt. But she chose not to. She was too hurt.
1: No, she didn't choose. Well, I mean, of course she chose, but she was too hurt. That was all emotional. This scene was cerebral. This was what happened after that emotional scene. And she went back and she thought about shit. And she knew that at some point she was going to tell him, I got your baby. Fuck you.
0: Right. right. Because well, whenever you have an emotional fight, you you yes. spend the rest of the day thinking Thank about all oh, the really shit I should I, have said. I wish or I how had I could have stabbed him with right. this or I shouldn't have said that. And right. mostly,
1: uh, mostly for me, it's I shouldn't have said.
0: Uh, yeah, But anyway, the, uh,
1: pretty pretty, uh, pretty, amazing. And uh, the, the, the question that was asked again and again, because the children are really quite useless, is what would dad would have done? And only it seems to me that Roman, who has the same answer every time is actually right and it doesn't explain at all what he would have done but his answer is whatever the fuck he wanted yep now that doesn't say what he would have wanted at all true because he's not saying this is what dad would have done uh-uh he's saying i'm being like dad and well, i'm no doing whatever the fuck i want
0: right exactly
1: i'm firing her i'm firing her i'm doing this i'm doing that mm-hmm. and now he's he's got the inside hand with Mankin, uh at least as you point out very very well um And uh,
0: I suppose the reason that they think Mekin is going to help them is because he's one of these America first, let's not sell our big corporations to foreign entities, is my
1: understanding. Is is Matson a Swede? Yes. But uh, an expat?
0: No, no, no. He lives in in Sweden.
1: I know he lives there, but he's from the United States, no?
0: Mm, The character? Yes. No, 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 the character is, is Swedish, which is which is why uh, there's some question about whether or not he understands the intricacies of American politics uh, and the American mindset around running uh, a media right. organization. Because I think he has different ideas, and he, he's the one that's dropping like, "Well, was the Holocaust really that bad?" Sort of uh, rhetoric. Like, right. Well,
1: is it Ravensburg who's their announcer? their um uh, uh i don't know the television dude who gave the fucking speech during the the analysis about matson during the it was a huge uh segment i mean huge and not long uh but important because it showed how the station had, had already progressed into the right wing by having this guy
0: remember yeah 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 the, the guy logan that was
1: is, logan is loosely based on, on murdoch right and atn is kind of like fox
0: yeah and this guy and, is super tucker or whatever what and this guy that had his rant was very is very tucker carlson or uh,
1: tucker yeah but not uh
0: or o'reilly or whatever
1: more sean hannity i think okay that one too more sean uh, hannity but uh but what, that's the that's the dude had on a t-shirt of his that you know the Allegedly forcibly bumped Rav and Kendall's daughter right. uh, on the street. Right, right. The- and, uh, but that, it's, it's ironic, of course, that that supporter of, is the supporter of a guy who works for fucking Kendall.
0: It briefly, I want to talk about uh, Connor's speech.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> can you find it and, can you find it quickly and, and, and read a bit of it to me because i meant to go back because and the look on Willa's face <laughs> when she realized what he was saying oh my god that's absolutely priceless and his rhyming thing he wants to be the guy from uruguay and
0: yeah. Well, that was that was before. Uh, yes,
1: before. Yeah, before the concession speech. Spent but, $100 million on a fucking fling. He
0: well, said, and, and I love the, the, you know, I'm a billionaire.
1: So get over it.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to, and, and the con heads are going to.
1: They're coming uh, to get you.
0: Yeah. It was very, it was very, um, you know, January 6th, uh, you know, sort of craziness.
1: Well, and, you know, I've, I've got Willa is just the most vacuous character who she's wondering about all this stuff. And she says, oh, breakfast in Vienna, dinner in Venice. Oh, OK. All
0: right. I've, I found the transcript. Uh, he, he says, quote, my fellow Americans, it's becoming clear tonight that as far as we can tell, Mr. Jared Mencken will likely be the next president of the United States. And I, for one, wish him well. For although I set out a clear and compelling path, America in her divine wisdom has chosen to take another well, good luck and I'd like to say to my fellow running mate who I will not dignify with a name check, but had that woman not dropped out and and then had not gone and then had not and then I had not replaced her with another figure who turned out to be to not be able to bear the weight of the public scrutiny had I had I not betrayed those two jack rabbits, who knows? Politics is of uh, politics of envy, ugly game. I happen to be a billionaire, sorry. But <laughs> but corrupt bipartisan system zombie marches on. And so I call out to my friends tonight, to my people, I say, Conheads, I salute you in America. Be afraid. Be warned, for the conheads are coming. Thank you and God bless America. And Will, um,
1: then the cut to Willa's face where she's like what the fuck is oh my husband God. doing? There goes the ambassadorship.
0: Or or any fucking thing. Yeah. Like what a, but it feels like he, like he represented the emotion of every, of the, of what is behind every single concession speech. It's like, yeah, right. Good uh, luck. Thank you. But you chose the loser. You chose wrongly and fuck all y'all and fuck all good y'all. luck. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> but that's that's sort of like what all contestants just have behind that's
1: them. a good t-shirt. It's probably already printed. Fuck you all y'all. that
0: was that was so deep. Um uh, so let's drop succession. Uh so uh Dennis we're not recording next week because I'm traveling.
1: Well, oh, let's see. Next uh, week. So
0: there therefore therefore this this series will end before we talk next. Oh. So there are two episodes to go and uh we will have all the answers by the time we speak next well, about session.
1: Tuesday the twenty third.
0: That's the day I'm not talking to you.
1: Well that's not next week, bro. Oh yes it is. I'm sorry. That's check your math. I lost a week. Today's the sixteenth of fucking May. Seems like it. We do uh... well. Memorial Day, or the day after Memorial Day, is Tuesday, the 30th. Well, well.
0: So, we will... so
1: I, I, I want to mention this though. Um, we had to talk about Barry a few minutes, but I want to uh, tell you that I saw the fifth and final episode of Waco: The Aftermath. Yes. Which each of those, by the way, is only five episodes. Each of the series, uh-huh. so they're not these mega tens that are sure. right, but uh, the date of April nineteenth is important, which we just passed, not too terribly long ago. Whereas that right. was the date of the Waco uh, inv- uh, uh, raid, and also right. the day that they, uh, you know, replied with the bombing of the Oklahoma uh, Depository Building, which is where, by the way, the decisions on Waco were made by the region's uh, FBI in that building. That's why they
0: bombed it. Yeah. Good old Timothy. Uh, my, my my story about that bombing is that was the first and last when that was the news on television. That was the first and last time I was ever uh, stung by a wasp. Like first I was watching, and last, I haven't been stung by a wasp since. But you I was never were before. But I was watching that on that particular day, and uh, when a wasp came and stung me, and it, I hate
1: wasps. The way it, the way their feet dangle down, and it left their. their
0: yes, nonchalantly. I, Nonchalant black Angling. wings,
1: black wings, big stingers. Yeah.
0: There's God. white Anglo Saxon Protestants. I hate them. Wasps. Well, I, uh, so do, do you have time for before, before Barry? God, I, we have to get to Barry. I have another story that is hot on my mind from today that I wanted Let's to just rant briefly about. Uh, today we had a meeting with my son's fourth grade teacher and uh. And he said, your son's super smart and is you know, a great student and does everything amazingly. Uh, the only thing that he doesn't do is when I suggest that he goes home and writes a one-page report about something that we're studying, uh, he never does. And, and I was like, well, okay, so is this homework? And he said, no, 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 no. Our school has a policy, uh, our elementary school has a policy against homework. We cannot assign homework. But when I assign this, when I suggest that this be done, uh, some of the other kids do it, but he doesn't. And and, I'm, and 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 he said, therefore, he's getting a lower grade. Oh, my God, he can't do that. And, and, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're deducting, you're deducting points from my kid for doing a thing that you can't actually uh, demand that he does? You he should like, give
1: him extra credit because he's made a decision on his own. Fucking-
0: he saw he' seen through the system and he solved the problem right and so so and he was like, no, I'm not deducting points. I'm just not giving the full credit because the other kids that do the suggestion
1: now what, get the thing. what, what you might have said was extra credit and equally uh, outside of, of, of what is fair. Um, the fact is is that what your son could have said to them was I agree with your policy against homework. I agree with the administration. I am line step with you that it is not right to assign homework. And so any suggestion of that, no matter how vague or uh, how you're trying to couch it as if it's voluntary. And here's a 10 page report to Any lack of involuntariness to it, I will sue you and I will win in the Spanish court of law, which you might be hung or, or executed in Spain or yes. put in a uh, a lanyard? Is that what it's called? though? A, a stockade thing with the yeah. head and the what's
0: Stockhead. it called? Lanyard. Lanyard. Lanyard is the thing that you around, around your, your neck. neck. Yeah, yeah. Stockhead. So anyway, it was it was super funny to like the i i i see both sides. the The school is not wrong that research shows that kids below the age of twelve. Uh, do better when you don't force them to do homework at home. Like Scandinavia has pretty much shown this, but I also agree with the teacher that he's uh, having seen my daughter go from elementary school to middle school where there's a shit ton of homework. uh, Having, having a, uh, a habit of doing a little bit of work at home every day is going to make that transition way easier. But he was basically saying, "I'd like, uh, I'd like to force your child to autonomously do a thing, yeah. on his own." And it's one like of, you can't do that.
1: One of the things that they could do that would be more in line with their philosophy, which one would assume their policy is driven by a philosophy, and they're 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 fucking with their philosophy by doing this thing. What they might otherwise is say, we encourage you for an hour to do anything you want to do that's mildly academic, just read something. doesn't matter what, but find something to do on your own and set aside some time to do that because it's a good habit. These are not idiots. These children are not idiots. And, and they would say, well, I'll worry about that when it comes. Don't worry. I could do it. I can do it. I don't need to practice. I'm good. I'm going to go play some basketball.
0: Or in this case... Or in this case, video games. But yes. Well, well, yeah. yeah in most cases, probably. The, but yeah. So it's it's it, also he was he was like I left it totally wide open. Like we're studying all of uh, you know ancient history, so like he could he could whatever interests him about that. If if it's the if it's the Egyptian pyramids, if it's King Tut, if it's do anything uh, you want, right. or if, if it's anything about Julius Shakespeare, Julius Shakespeare, Julius Caesar, or. Uh, just anything. It'd be great if he could come in with a one-page thing that he had written, and, and and I was like, well, so is this an assignment? And he was like, no, 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 it's not an assignment. And I was like, but his grades go down if he doesn't do now it. Now
1: these conversations you have are obviously all in Spanish, correct? Yes. Wow, you must be you must be really good at it to be able to have that type of a conversation. Yeah, I can it, hear you saying, Una momento, un momento."
0: indeed so anyway that, that was a that was a thing that happened today and so you know my so i went i was there in person with the teacher and we we had a speakerphone call with my wife so she could hear too and and she was like okay I, i'm i'm gonna force him to to do this uh but but Margaret she understands she, she understands that it's like So
1: the the primary. Well, but 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 what 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 a response could be is that we will try to think of ways to motivate him to change his mind.
0: Yeah, or and make him do it. And she she's very much like this too. Uh, If you give her a wide range of things to choose to do something, she gets paralyzed by the wide range of choice. But if you tell her to do this one thing, she'll fucking do it. And Uh, I think I think my son is the same way. That if you just told him to do it, he would do it. But. Why this, are you
1: equivocating? The
0: suggestion of choose any from this topic and like, it'd be great if you, right. uh, and I don't know, that's, it's kind of wild in that, in that respect, but right. the, yeah, it was just sort of a, an awkward situation so, for all involved. as
1: a nice segue, uh, thinking of awkwardness in children, Yes, let's talk about Barry, who now Bring has a son uh, named John, who has to go kill his former teacher, Kusanow. And
0: Cousineau.
1: And we wonder, over eight years, whatever happened to Janet's father? How did he lose the scent?
0: Right, because you would have thought that he would have been pursuing Barry.
1: He was. You know what he did?
0: This whole time.
1: He staked out. Cousineau for eight years. Right. Because he knew. That was the bait. Rather than waste his time looking and going. That would be the one thing that would bring him there. That was his son's house, right? Where he was staked out. Yes. Yeah. Who he, by the way, he shot.
0: Which you correctly said. I right? was dubious. I
1: didn't know that he, I, we didn't know whether he killed him or not. What, what do you make uh, uh long hair and beard? It's pretty hilarious, isn't it?
0: I mean, he you've cut your hair recently, but you used to look like a little bit like that. I wet My hair? You cut your hair.
1: No, I didn't.
0: No, you just have a long ponytail. Yeah, there you go. There you are. Holy shit! It's Gene Cousineau. <laughs>
1: well, Somebody I find in a little unkempt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord!
1: Oh lord! Well, anyway, uh, the so quick, quick on Barry. Quick on Barry. It's like how, how bad is
0: how bad is his fuchs.
1: Oh my the Raven. God. Like. Oh my God. He says, <laughs> you bet, you bet you your ass. I'm drunk. Get your, you're gone at 7.00 AM. Oh, and, and Hank, Hank is just so successful, you know, uh, after his, uh, his shipping sand, uh, business hit, hit gold. Right. Uh, but I I love I love where it's at with only two episodes to go for the season. This is the worst possible place for him to
0: be. For who Barry? Yeah, In the garage.
1: I mean, hogtied.
0: Well, like that. That was the that was the cliffhanger on the last episode. Was he got caught and was going to prison? But now he got caught and he's going to torture.
1: Right. Well, and you remember a scene where. The uh, FBI says to what's his is his name Hoover, the Janice's dad. um, Uh,
0: That would be amazing. Uh, Jim is his first name.
1: Jim, I think he goes by Jim. Um, We just ask one favor: if you find him before we do, don't kill him. Boss, B O S S.
0: Moss, Moss. That's
1: right, Jim Moss. If you find if you find Barry before we do, we just ask you don't kill him. Yeah, he looks at the camera. He says, "I can't promise that." So good. This is this is this is this is where it's at. It's culminating. It's so great that we get to see this live TV, where these shows, which will be talked about forever, Succession will be talked about forever. Yeah. You know, it, it's just such an epitome of 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 television cinematic cinem-
0: it's, cinema. It's good television, but it's also uh, Succession, at least more than Barry, is really. Uh, cutting social commentary like yes it's it's talking uh, yeah. about the real world Barry yeah. is not the real world no right and Barry, Barry is a is a farce
1: so how about Sally's uh, downhill trajectory in alcoholism and her giving her son a couple of shots of vodka <laughs> before the skinny dude all dressed in black fucking ninja who she was blow, and then ended up almost threatening to kill him he drove her truck into her house oh my god how
0: much of that is real and how much of that is uh hallucination? that was all real yeah yeah that happened the skinny happened. dude behind she's,
1: her she's on the phone with barry and her disheveled completely destroyed inside of her house and saying barry you've got to come home and the yeah the son is just waking up well with that my man i gotta go eat i'm
0: all right i am a hungry man. i got to go uh give some vodka to my son
1: all right see you uh
0: see you in two weeks Yes, I will be in Miami and then in the Canary Islands. Between I see when oh, I see. You oh next. man, oh.
1: stories to tell. And you, and once again, you're going to be in NC in July. Yes, end of July,
0: all of July, more or less.
1: All of July. Okay. All right. Out, bro.
0: Peace. Okay, that's it for episode number one hundred and eighty-three. Wow, that's a lot. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 183, where I've put the entire text of Connor's concession speech. And you can support us at patreon.com slash happyhour. At the Gin Martinis level, you can see video of Dennis letting his hair down, which is amazing. And we'll see you in two weeks.